Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Today on the show, we're going to be cruising through Jamaica like Brittany from Vanderpump Rules because we are on Real Houses of Atlanta, episode 15. We missed last week, episode 14, and it ended on to be continued, and I was bamboozled because last week was a great episode there in Jamaica. And I'm thinking we're going to open this week with some big argument at the dinner table between Sonia's husband, Ross, and Kenya, and there's this big thing they kept teasing in the previews. And then essentially we open this episode and the fight is totally diffused. And that's why I get annoyed with it to be continued. That's my problem with it because I was expecting so much. I don't know why they don't stop doing the to be continues when they don't have a good episode lined up because then it ruins our expectations or our expectations are too high and then they're not met. And so that's where I really draw an issue. So although this episode was good, I was yelling at my screen at Bravo. I'm like, Bravo, what are you doing the TBC again for? Stop with the TBC. Uh, I just had enough. Also, this week I have to say that I was so, I'm such a dummy that I I don't really know like maps. <laughs> I know that's like a stupid thing to say. I really need to like study a map because I was thinking this week I'm like I can't believe they only went to Jamaica for like four days. Why are they only cruising through Jamaica for four or five days? I'm cruising through Jamaica. And then I googled. I said flight time from Atlanta, Georgia to Jamaica, and it's like under three hours. And I'm so stupid because for some reason in my head, I thought it was like at least like thirteen hours or so. Like that. I mean, I don't know what I thought. I just thought it was like a long, long flight. And then I come to find out via Google, it's like two hours and forty five minutes or something from the Atlanta, Georgia airport, which we got some airport drama, or I should say some airport resolution because Candy and Marlo made up over a, um, some KFC in Jamaica. But I thought it was. Did anyone else think it was? Am I just so stupid? I'm going to study a map, you guys, I promise. Don't yell at me in the DMs, because I promise. I know this week I'm going to get a globe or something from my office so I could just look at it. And, you know, back in school, remember you used to memorize? And I pretty much learned anything that I know about the map from the Animaniacs episode when he's talking about Istanbul and Constantinople and stuff. You know that song? Millennials, you know what I'm talking about when uh, Wacko, Yakko, and Dot sang that song about capitals or whatever. (laughs) That's pretty much where I learned everything. So the public school system failed me is what I'm trying to say. The only thing I learned anything from was the Animaniacs. And so, uh, you know, when that was canceled, it was all downhill for Danny. I did get A's. I was able to, like, memorize stuff, but then I couldn't – I didn't take it all in. So I can't do math, don't know what, a, what anything is on a map. So, you know what, it is what it is. But that's the school system's fault. I blame them. Not the teachers, though. We love the teachers. It's not their fault. Teachers – you know, I always say teachers need to make more money, and now all the teachers are getting ready to go back to school. They've been through hell and back the past few years with this pandemic situation. And so if you're a parent out there, I just when you send your kid off to school, you better tell them, okay, sit your kid down, sit their ass down on the couch, and you tell them, be nice to your teachers. This school year, you need to be nice. Do not give them hell, because they've been through hell, and so you need to be nice. So I just, I, I hope you scare the ever-loving shit out of them. Because we need justice for our teachers. Uh, Justice for our teachers. What else happened last week that we missed? Of course, Drew broke the foot or hurt the foot or the ankle or one part of the foot, the hoof. Uh, Sonia took him around the hometown and Sonia took him to get ice cream. They did a lot uh, of nothing in uh, Jamaica, did they not? I mean, I know Sonia was there for work. She had to do the fit Nike Fit program, iFit. Uh, but it felt like nothing really happened in Jamaica. And I would have been, I would bet money that the producers are kind of pissed that not a lot happened. And there's sort of like a little feud, but again, it was diffused so quickly between Kenya and Sonia, but there was not a lot of conflict happening in Jamaica. They did get shit on when they were trying to eat lunch, which I'm so excited to talk about that because, uh, was that not the funniest thing you've ever seen? <laughs> 
when they were just getting shit on and Candy was not giving up that plate. Which, by the way, Candy's still holding on to that crab cake in the last cast trip in season 11 when Kenya got the crab cake and Candy didn't get to take a bite of it or anything. Candy's taking that to her grave. She's pissed forever. Don't touch, don't fuck with Candy's food. But also, uh, so in Jamaica, I feel like they just, there wasn't a lot happening. And I know Sonia was there for work, but I sort of felt like Sonia shouldn't have been working so much in the iFit. Like, I sort of expected Sonia to be gone for, like, one afternoon, because that's normally how these trips go, you know? It's like in The Real Houses of Orange County, when Megan King Edmonds like, I gotta go find my family in Ireland. It's like a one-hour venture into the city where she's just asking strangers on the street if they're her cousin or uncle or some shit like that. And so that's what I expected this trip to be. It was like Sonia goes away for one quick little afternoon, and then she's back with the group. But I felt like Sonia was just uh, missing the whole time. And then it's like, Sonia is sort of the nucleus of a lot of these feuds. And then I feel like Drew, they all sort of gave up feuding out Drew because she hurt the foot. So everyone was just like, okay, let's give Drew a pass for a little while. Rightfully so, Drew's got to rest the leg. They were all worried about Drew, that she was missing the one dinner. And I was thinking in my head, I'm like, Drew's in the hotel room with the hot husband and a Vicodin. She's doing just fine. Like, she is doing just A-OK back in that hotel room. I mean, I'm sure she wasn't missing what going to that lunch where the birds were shitting on all of them. I'm sure Drew wasn't missing none of it. She was happy to be gone. Uh, let's see. We're still talking about how Kenya missed the iFit shoot because she was there late. And I think it was actually Marlo's fault, right? Because Marlo took the bus, but then Marlo didn't tell him that she was taking the bus. And Marlo's still going after Candy. They sort of made up this episode again over the KFC, and then they sort of made up earlier in the episode when they're out to dinner. But they definitely hate each other, and I'm excited to see the reunion, because this little thing that's happening between the two of them, I don't think it's going to be quickly resolved. I think the reunion, let's see it. What do we think the reunion chairs are going to be? You know how the reunion, it's like everyone's on one couch, and then everyone's on another couch. I think it's going to probably be Candy, Kenya, and Drew, Right. And then Marlo, Sonia, and Sheree on the other one. That's going to be it. And Monietta will be nowhere to be seen. She will not be. <laughs> Poor Monietta. She went on this trip. Nothing happened with Monietta. Every time they show her, I'm like, who's that girl? Who's that girl? La 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 la. I can't sing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to do that to you all. I'm sorry. Girl. Girl? I'll stop. Uh, but Monietta, I do feel bad. The husband's having a great time, though. Monietta's husband, he's there for a show. Every time they cut to him, he's just like eating a chicken wing and laughing. <laughs> I think his name's Heath or something. God bless Heath, because he was sure there for a good time. Those those plus ones that got to go to this Jamaica trip. We got Michelle, we got Marlo's florist, we got Keith, Heath, Keith, whatever his name is. I'm not sure, unclear. But they were all having a good time. They got to see a little bit of a show in person. And so um, I, we should get Heath on the show. Is it Heath or Keith? It doesn't matter. We're never going to see him again. <laughs> He's never going to be found. Uh, so this fight, it just dissolves at the beginning of this episode after to be continued. Uh, Drew has to be lifted out of this dinner that we open on with uh, her wheelchair. Poor Drew just hobbling around. And then they, of course, had every dinner was like through a cobblestone swamp that they had to get to the dinner table. <laughs> and so all these men, they kept, I think Todd called them pallbearers. It's like they have to carry Drew around. But did they have to plan every dinner through a cobblestone field that you have to get to the dinner table? Because Drew can't wheel over the cobblestone. And then so these men just have to carry her all over the place. And then we cut to the next day, again, day four, which I thought was too quick. Why are we only there for four days? I have to th- Here, I also think they maybe are tricking us because I think this happens a lot on the show. I think they give the cast like a day off to just without cameras, but they don't tell us that. And so I think the cast was probably there an extra day or two, but they don't film it. They give them a little breathing uh, room. That's what I believe. I don't know that to be true, so don't take my word for it. Maybe the producers will yell at me in the DMs. Somebody will, will let me know. But I think that otherwise, why did we go? I don't, it seemed like four. We needed another day there. I think we need one more day. Sheree, meanwhile, is she needs to get home. She needs to get back in Atlanta because the Sheba Sheree is three weeks away from the fashion show. She's got no clothes, which I don't quite understand how she's got no clothes. I mean, I feel like I could come up with a fashion line quicker than Sheree could. I mean, what is happening here? Why Sheree can't get a t-shirt made with Sheba Sheree printed on it, an iron printing? I'm able to get stuff to sell for everythingiconic.com. 
which by the way, we're going to get new merch at everythingiconic.com. We're trying to get, if you want some signed books, we're trying to get some signed books at everything. I think it's everythingiconic.store. So we still have some t-shirts there. If you've never bought any merch, we got some good t-shirts. We got some wine glasses that say bed wine. Uh, it's all at everythingiconic.store, but we're going to try to do like a big, at least for the holidays. I'm trying to tell Matt, I'm like, we got to get some new stuff, merch, something that says ladies, am I right? Because ladies, am I right? We need some new merch. So we're working on it. We're working on it. But I don't know how that I could get a t-shirt made quicker than Sheree. I, I understand that she wants to do some big fashion brand, but at this point, it's like, just do a graphic tee. Just do a graphic tee. I don't know what we're fucking around all this time for, and she can't get no clothes. And it was like three weeks away, but then she's saying that she had to change the date because the venue was taken. Oh, and then, you guys, we got to talk about this for at least 65 minutes, because last week on the show, when they were on that boat, remember when they missed the iFit thing, so then they went cruising on a boat? We're on cruise with their Jamaica! Cruise with their Jamaica! So they were on this boat. It was like Kenya, Sheree, and Monietta was there too, but I don't even know if she was miked. Anyway, so Sheree's talking about how she's doing this fashion show, and Kenya's like, well, I was like Miss USA, or what was she? I get confused. Miss USA or Miss the other one? I don't know. She's stunning and beautiful, and she should have won them all. She should have won every competition, Kenya Moore, to be honest. She should have all the crowns. Uh, anyway, she was like, okay, we'll all be in your fashion show. And Trey's like, no, it's going to be classy. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Classy. Like, did you not just say a couple weeks ago that you want the joggers that you're selling to have a VPL, a visible penis line? What is the truth, Shrey? You want upper, high class, uh, whatever? And by the way, like Kenya Moore is a stunning, again, award-winning model. Can we call her award-winning? Is that what you would call it if she won Miss USA or Miss Universe or whatever? She's award-winning in my book. She's an award-winning model. And so wouldn't you be thrilled to have your cast member, because also it's going to drive traffic to the site because you'll have a cast member in the show. But Trey's like, no, it's you're not good enough. And I was like, oh, my God, Trey. Like, she is literally, she's not just some trashy hooker. Trashy hooker. Okay, 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 okay. okay. It's not like she's some trashy hooker wig tramp. This is Kenya Moore. This is a Kenya motherfucking more. She's gorgeous, stunning, perfect. She should be in it. But so anyway, she's, uh, Sheree's planning this big thing and it's like all such a mess. And I just don't even understand how it keeps happening. I can't believe this keeps happening with Sheree. And she's going to need to give us a fashion show because we were all calling for Sheree to come back. She's the first housewife ever to be re- returning twice on the show. She took two breaks, came back twice. The only housewife in history and all the franchises to do so. We've had other returning housewives that take a season or two off and then come back, but Sheree's come back twice. But I fear that if Sheree's not able to produce a f- proper fashion show or a line of goods, then all of the fans are going to get tired again of Sheree, and they're going to say Sheree needs to go because she's just spinning in circles. And so we don't ask for much as fans of these shows, but we do need storylines to move forward. I actually think that's the issue with The Real House of Beverly Hills. It feels like these storylines that they produce for us are not moving forward. We're not getting proper resolution, and we're not moving forward. It's just we're spinning our wheels in a hamster wheel. And so that's what's going to happen with Sheree if she doesn't produce the fashion show. So I'm going to need her to step it up. And I'm sorry to give this tough love, Sheree, because we love ourselves some Sheree. But she needs to hire somebody new or something or grab uh, something needs to happen. I'm not sure. I'm not the designer. I'm not Ralph Lauren. Okay. I can't figure this all out for everybody. I'm just saying maybe she needs to hire Ralph Lauren or at least uh, iron her logo over the Ralph Lauren sweater bear. Get the Ralph Lauren bear sweater and just make like a talking bubble coming out of the bear on the polo Ralph Lauren sweater that says she buys Sheree. You know? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine if she just like sewed in like one of those comic book bubbles and it just like had the bear saying she by Sheree or I'm she by Sheree or something. <laughs> that would work. That would work to me. At least it'd be something. I'm not sure that she'd be able to legally sell it, but at least it would be something. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sheree and Sonia uh, this week. Uh, Sheree goes to Sonia's iFit thing, although she shows up late and misses uh, the majority of it. I, apparently, Sonia had to go through the forest. They made her truck through the forest. And who's signing up for the iFit and wanting to watch Sonia walk through a forest? I mean, I don't understand these things. I keep playing that clip of Brittany from Vanderpump Rules saying she's cruising through Jamaica. I'm cruising through Jamaica. And that's from like some ad she did where it's one of those stationary bikes where you watch the screen and you can go through anywhere. And so she was going through Jamaica 
And I know they do these things, like especially during the early in the pandemic, everyone was doing the app workouts and stuff like that. But I can't understand why anyone would want to go like th- on a walk with Sonia on the iFit. If you're working out and you're choosing to go through a workout, which is just Sonia walking through a forest, then i am got news for you. You need to pick a better workout because you're not going to get fit that way. You're not going to fit watching some video of Sonia cruising through a forest in Jamaica. It's just not going to happen. At least with like the bike ones where you're riding your bike through one of those places, at least you're pedaling, you're getting some sweat on, you're exercising. But I don't understand what Sonia's like, oh yeah, this is a walk through the forest. It's like, what kind of workout is that? Did I miss, maybe I misunderstood or something, but I didn't, I didn't quite understand it. So then the group does lunch. Again, every time they show Moneta and Michelle, which is Sheree's friend who was wearing a warrior shirt, which I loved. She was wearing a warrior shirt and she's a warrior to get through this vacation in Jamaica. She's a warrior. Uh, and they go to lunch. Sheree's already losing her voice. Completely lost it. I don't know how she lost it. I guess they were saying she lost it when she was cheering for Marlo when they were doing the race thing. But then, which by the way was also so funny because Marlo's like, that really touched me, Sheree. The fact that you kept saying, go Marlo and win it, Marlo. And Sheree was just like, well, I just was saying that because I put money on it. Shrey's like, I wasn't really rooting for you. I just had money on the race. And out of the two people, I chose you over Drew. So it was like, Marlo is making this big thing of like, you're a lady supporting a lady. And I appreciate you supporting me. She's like, I'm going to save that video for life. And I'm going to look at it. I'm going to watch it. And then Shrey's like, well, that wasn't really anything. I just trying to win my money back. She's gonna, <laughs> She's got to invest more into Shoot by Shrey. She needed the cash. So uh, that was funny to me. Uh, but she's losing the voice, and they go to this lunch, which is where the birds start pooping. So we're going to talk about this, but we uh, we've got to take a quick break here. we got to take our break. We'll come right back. We're going to talk about the birds shitting on the plates. And find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. I want to thank Acast. You can go to Patreon page if you want the bonus episodes of Everything Iconic. I do Sex in the City recaps over there. The links are in the episode description. If you're not sure what that is, just go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. You can find out more. Uh, and get my book. We'll be right back. Look, the weather's getting warmer. You got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. 
That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. And we're back and we're alive. I'm alive and so are you. (laughs) Okay, so the group is now eating lunch. And they're eating, again, in a place that's through a cobblestone field or whatever, underneath the trees. And there's all these birds above them that are sitting on their uh, buffet table. So they set up this gorgeous buffet with all this chicken and rice and beans and delicious food. And they're all grabbing their plates and they're sitting down at this picnic table, which I don't love to eat at a picnic table anyway. Even in a nice campsite or something, I'm not interested in eating at a picnic table because there's too many bugs everywhere, too many flies roaming around. You don't know what the birds are happening above you. And so the fact that they're eating under these trees, and I would be worried about all sorts of creatures up in the trees, because it's not just birds that go up in them trees. It's all sorts of, you see squirrels here. I mean, I don't know in Jamaica exactly. Again, I'm not a history buff. I don't know exactly what's going on with the animal situation in Jamaica, although they did go on that that animal tour or whatever, where they were just on those those rafts? What the fuck was that about? <laughs> what the fuck was that? That was so slow and snoozy. Even I felt like Candy fell asleep in that scene. She was like loving it. She's like, this is my kind of event. And then it was like nothing happened. <laughs> they were all just like moving so slowly through this like swamp or lake or something. And it was the snooziest scene. And I swear like half the cast was just sleeping. I mean, Kenya and Sheree were talking about I don't know, they were talking about Marlo and Sonia or something. And I swear Kenya just, like, in mid-conversation, like, fell asleep because it was all so slow and snoozy. I mean, the energy in that scene was the lowest I think I've ever seen on a Housewives franchise. Because these women are pros. I mean, they are on-camera professionals. So usually when the red light comes on and the cameras are in your face, you give some energy to the camera. But this was a scene where it was, like, so slow and snoozy. It was impossible for any of them to give energy. They were all just taking naps on these rafts. And I don't blame them because it looks so like a lazy river. And so they were cruising through this lazy river in Jamaica, and I don't even know why they aired any of that, because the lowest, even as they're talking about drama, it's like the lowest energy I've ever seen out of any of these people. Anyway, so back at the lunch, so the birds are shitting on their plates. And Kenya's like, oh, this is an omen for the rest of the trip because the birds are shitting. So Candy stands up, Monietta stands up, Marlo like leaves, she goes to the pool, she's like, I'm not sitting here by all this bird shit, you know. And the birds are literally pooping, like Candy felt it on her, she saw it on Todd, I think Monietta got it on, like directly on her chicken thigh or whatever. Like it's coming down, it was raining shit, like uh, that song Raining Men by the Weather Girls, it was raining bird shit. And so the birds are crapping. And so it is actually good luck, supposedly, if a bird shits on you. And it's happened to me a couple times in my life. I think recently it happened maybe a year or two ago. A bird shit on me as soon as I walked out of the house. And I don't remember if I had a good day or not, but it's supposed to be good luck. Anyway, so half the group leaves. But Kenya, this is the thing that interested me the most. She was just sort of sitting there as the bird was pooping. And she said in her confessional, and forgive me if I got this quote a little bit off, but she said something along the lines of, nothing wrong with a little bird poop seasoning. Now, this line was maybe intended to be a joke, right? Like, I I get, Kenya was just trying to be funny and sarcastic, whatever. But I didn't find it to be funny or sarcastic. (laughs) I didn't find... (laughs) I thought it was just weird. Like, did anyone else feel like it was just a weird thing to say? Because <laughs> she, she didn't move from the table. Like, 
I felt like she was, I don't know. I felt like she was serious. <laughs> I know this is a stupid thing to analyze, but I do think that Kenya was just like serious about that in a weird way. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe she was reading it funny and it just didn't come across funny. You may, it's all in the comedic timing, right? Like it, the way you deliver a line. And normally Kenya, I always say she's comedy queen. So normally she's delivering those lines like bam, bam, bam. And I'm laughing and I'm home and I'm joking. I'm my belly laughing. I'm holding my stomach. My eyes are watering because I'm laughing so hard at all the funny things Kenya's saying. But this was one of those times I was like, I don't really know. I don't get this. I mean, I'm just missing something. She said, nothing wrong with little bird poop seasoning. And uh, I don't know. It just wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. Maybe I missed some, Maybe I missed the context. Maybe I missed the subtlety in it. Uh, but it wasn't for me. Anyway, then uh, Marlo goes to the pool with Moneta and Sheree. Uh, Sheree says Kenya can't be in the fashion show because she wasn't classy enough. We already talked about that. Then we see Sonia shows back up after the iFit thing. And this is when they go on the safari on that raft. And the guide, this guide who was doing the Lazy River tour, he was like, 99% of water here is wet. And that made me laugh because it's like, no matter where you are in the universe, if you get a tour guide anywhere, they're going to do the dad jokes. And at this point, this is what I expect. If I'm going on a tour of anything, a museum tour, a Lazy River tour, animal tour, I don't care what the fucking tour is. I'm going to want to hear some dad jokes. It's like if you go to Disneyland, you go on the Jungle Cruise ride or you go on the Indiana Jones ride. It's like the whoever's at the microphone, they better be telling me some bad dad jokes. I want that's all I want. To, I want to hear a bumpsh because that's what you expect from a tour guide. And the fact that they were there and he delivered, it just it gave me a sense of peace because it was like, okay, that's what I I needed. And then again, that whole scene was just so incredibly boring. Kenya brought up Sonia's husband though, Ross, and said he was aggressive. I don't know if Sheree said she doesn't think he was aggressive. He was sticking up for the husband or the wife, but we don't like it when the men get involved. And so I didn't like that, but then it ended so quickly. And I wondered if there was more to it or something that we just didn't end up seeing, but all he did sort of was stand up and say, no, we're not going to do that. And I don't know. It was fine. But I also hated that they shut it down. And Sonia too. I felt that same way in that scene earlier in the episode where they just shut it down. They made up so quickly. I just was, um, disappointed. I don't I don't want the conflict to be shut down so quickly. It was shut down a little too quick for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that. Uh, okay, so they're at the last night, night four. Drew ran out of pain meds, so she's not going to dinner. So, And I felt bad for Drew at this scene. Because earlier in the week, I thought, okay, Drew's fine. She's sitting in that hotel room with the bikes. But now she apparently ran out of pain meds. I don't understand exactly how, but did anyone clock the brown liquor next to her bed? What was that? <laughs> they should have had cameras on Drew in that hotel room because I saw half a bottle of brown liquor right next to her bed after she just ran out of the pain meds. So I, I'm no mathematician. I'm no Albert Einstein. I, like I said earlier, I don't know math, but I do know that two plus two equals four. And Drew had the brown liquor and some pain meds that were out. Half out of the brown liquor and half all out of the pain meds equals a good time. Uh, and cameras should have been on it. So I'm not sure who dropped the ball on that, but somebody should have been in that room. If they saw the brown liquor next to a prescription pill bottle, then somebody should have had a camera on that. A GoPro or something. Put a GoPro in Drew's room. I'm sorry, but like, what are we doing here? Do I have to get in there? And <laughs> I'm kidding. I know. You know I love you, Bravo producers. You're geniuses. You're brilliant. Queens, icons, and legends. But somebody should have put a GoPro on that bottle of whiskey. Because uh, I'm sure that there was some, especially all the tension between Drew and the husband. There's so much tension still happening with that book situation. And then what he did in Florida, which we still feel like had no fucking answers about. Like, what was he doing in Florida when he just left the family? And then they have all that stuff about adopting Josiah. And then this book that he, Drew says she doesn't know anything about the book. And he's doing this book, but it's about her. And he wants to do a forward for the book and take pictures for the book. But she doesn't even know what the fuck it's about. And then they had that anniversary. Remember earlier in the season when they had the anniversary where they stormed out of it because it was such a so much tension between them? So why did we not put a GoPro on there when we're adding all those other elements? By other elements, I mean half that bottle of brown liquor. And the pain meds from Jamaica. Like, what is going on there? Get a GoPro. We always need to have, we should just have a bunch of those GoPros everywhere, all the time, everywhere, everywhere and all the time. Uh, okay, what else is happening? We see Moneta and Candy. Moneta sticks up for Marlo. 
and Candy's not having it. She says that Marlo, I don't know what she said, actually. I wrote down Moneta talked to Candy about Marlo, but I don't know if I was even listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. They do dinner on the beach. Uh, Candy and Marlo are wearing the same dress. Marlo, uh, can we talk about the confessional look of Marlo's with the lion plush on it? I don't think we've discussed this. Every time I see it, I uh, this is what I say. Girl? What are we doing, girl? What is that? And I actually love the look of it, other than the fact that the plush looks like somebody laid on it or something, or it was like up in an attic. It doesn't look designer, and I know it is designer. Marlo's always wearing great designer clothes. But it does feel like a dress that was up in the attic, and there was like a mattress or something was on top of the bag with the dress in it. So like the lion, or I don't know if it's a lion, what kind of animal is that on there? It's some sort of animal. It's some sort of in the cat family. And they, again, I'm a dummy. It's some sort of cat family animal, but it looks like it was flattened like a pancake. And then Marlo put it on. And so I know it's designer, but can somebody like fluff it or something? I don't know. It looks too flat on camera. I'm not sure. And it's also insane. By the way, it's insane. Uh, and I'm not a fashionista, so I don't know what else to say about it other than somebody needs to fluff it. And maybe I'd like it, but as it stands, I do not. So as they're sitting around at this last dinner, Sonia's like, I want to go around the room and ask for highlights of the trip. And I was sitting there thinking at home, like, I don't know if I could really think of many highlights. I don't know that there are a lot. Because usually the Atlanta Housewives, you know, last year, even on their cast trip, it was a flop season. But remember on their cast trip, they were all fucking bolo. So at least we had that happening. And this season, like on Jamaica, I don't really know exactly what happened. I hate to complain because I am loving Atlanta. But it just didn't feel like, I don't know if I could say there was like a bunch of highlights. Like, what was the highlight? And then I think Sheree said her highlight was uh, the track. And I was like, what was so fun about the track? I was bored out of my mind. And then what can we say? We can't say the raft because that was boring. They all took a nap. And then uh, what else was happening on the, what, what? I don't even know what other highlights there were. I'm not sure. Marlo explains though why she went low for Candy and Candy thinks it's bullshit so Candy says that Marlo lies about her and Candy didn't lie she said she just went really low so she said the thing about the nephews that she said about how you don't want to take care of the nephews she said that wasn't a lie that was just really low and she said Marlo what she said about Todd was just a flat out lie and so Candy says I'm not Michelle Obama you go low I go low with you Candy's activated I just read this whole article about how Candy is like one of the most expensive housewives, right? She's one. She's been around since season two or three, I think it's been Candy came on. And so her paycheck is probably astronomical, and Candy's got 100 spinoffs on the network, so she probably gets some good money. And so uh, with good money, the producers expect her to bring it, right? Because you're getting paid a lot of money. We're going to need you to bring it on camera. And I think Candy's starting to bring it this season. It's taken her a little bit to get activated, but it feels like she's getting activated. And I think she's going to fully activate at that reunion, which I don't know. Do they, they didn't film it yet, did they? It's coming soon, though. I think we got a lot coming. We got a lot coming because not only do we have this reunion, we also have Potomac's coming soon. I'm hearing that the Salt Lake City trailer is on the horizon, and I've heard only the best of things about Salt Lake City next season. I'm so fucking excited. I have the no. f- chill. No. I cannot wait for Salt Lake to come back. Uh, what else? We got Real Houses Beverly Hills. They're finishing up the season with the Aspen trip, which is so exciting. Jersey, we get all that wedding, Teresa, Melissa drama. I mean, we're in a really good place with Housewives, and I'm feeling really good about where we're at. I'm feeling alive. I'm alive. And so are you. And so are you, in the words of Celine Dion. And so we got a lot coming. And so although I wasn't like thrilled or out of my uh, so excited about this Jamaica trip, I do feel like we got a lot coming. And this Atlanta reunion, I think it's just going to be top tier. I I feel it in my bones. I don't think they've shot it yet, but I'm feeling it in my bones. And I feel like we got something else coming too. What did I say? We said Jersey, Potomac. Oh, we got Girls Trip season three, I think is coming. Miami also wrapped for Peacock. So that's going to be coming soon. Married to Medicine is still delivering. They said had their mid season trailer, which I'm disappointed by because I don't want them to end. I don't even know how we're on mid-season with Married to Medicine. How did we get there? It's been so good. So, I don't know. Bravo. Thank, I thank the Bravo gods. Oh, and then Sheena Shea, I guess, is getting married on Vanderpump Rules. So, her wedding allegedly is this weekend. I haven't seen anything of it yet. I'm recording this episode on Saturday, so maybe it happened on Sunday or something. But... 
it does excite me that Vanderpump Rules is filming, even though the past few years have been major flops on Vanderpump Rules. Major flops. We've been calling for them to end it because it's in the gutter. And this is going to be, by the way, this is the last chance I'm giving Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. Last chance, uh, last chance kitchen, in the words of Padma, top chef. This is the last chance because I can't go through another bad season of Vanderpump Rules. So they better get it together. But I am optimistic because not only is there all that Katie Tom stuff I'm interested to see about the divorce and what's happening with those two. They got the new bar opening. The Tom and Tom's got the new, what is it called? Um, Schwartz and Sandy's, which I think is open now. I got to go. Uh, but we also have Sheena's wedding. And if there's one thing I know that Sheena's going to throw an in a hinge wedding. I mean, it's going to be crazy. Remember the last time she got married on camera, she had the crop top and then she did all those photos that she put around the house of her in the wedding dress. I mean, we are in for it. So if there's one thing that could get me on back on board with Vanderpump Rules, it's a Sheena Shea wedding. And is she going to keep the name? Is she going to go to Sheena Davies? I need her to stick with Sheena Shea, even though she's no longer with Mike Shea or what was the name? The other Shea. So I'm, I'm excited about Vanderpump Pimples. I feel like we got something there. I'm cruising through Jamaica. Mostly just because of the wedding. And I bet it'll be the finale, but Sheena's going to be crazy the whole season. She's getting married. You just know it. And so I, I feel excited about it, but I, I don't want to say that it's going to be good because it might be a total flop because the past couple of years I've been thinking we're going to get back on track Vanderpump Rules, and then it comes out, and it's a big flop. So I'm hopeful. I hope if they're listening that they give it to us because we need it. We need it. Otherwise, we're going to have to cut them loose. That's what we got to do. I've been saying it too many times here on the podcast. We've got to cut them loose when they're past their prime, and we need to get new people in there. We need to get new shows in there. Family Karma's coming back apparently soon, so I'm excited for that. It's a newer, fresh show. Like, Give me new, fresh shows if we're not going to bring it on the other shows. Uh, what are we talking about here? Okay, Marlo agrees not to talk about Todd. Candy won't talk about the kids. The men leave. Sonia, is, she's like, so what's up, Kenya? And she sort of confronts Kenya. And Sonia says that Kenya's been ungrateful this whole trip. Kenya wants Sonia to listen to her. And they're starting to clap at each other. It looks like we're getting somewhere. Uh, but Kenya did say this one thing that made me laugh to Sonia. She said, I don't work in the realm of abstract art. And I'm... <laughs> That was such a funny thing to say in the middle of this fight that I don't even think they knew what they were fighting about. Like, ultimately, I don't think they have an issue with each other other than the fact that they are going with the fact that they have an issue with each other. Does that make sense? Like, they, they've decided that they have an issue with each other, so now they're just keeping it going. But ultimately, I think the issue is very minuscule. I don't even know what they're arguing about. Sonia's mad. She says every time that she talks to Kenya, Kenya brings up a serious, dramatic stuff about her divorce and her child. And then Kenya's sort of mad about the fact that Sonia threw this trip and it was a couple's trip and told her it was a couple's trip. And so I don't, I don't think they really actually have a big old fight. And then they were sort of mad at Ross, the husband, for stepping in. But I don't even think Kenya's ultimately really that mad about it. I think she's sort of making a, what, a mountain out of a molehill. And so um, I, I like that kind of fight. That's the kind of feuding I want on these shows where it's like this little stupid thing that we're throwing a big fight about. Uh, but... Ultimately, it just ends. It just feels like we're not... You do have to be really intelligent to fight with Kenya because I do think Kenya's very... She's so smart, and I think she can twist what you're saying, twist what she's saying to fit her narrative in the best of ways. I mean that as a compliment, Kenya Moore. Uh, But you have to be... It's tough to fight with her. It's tough to fight with her. She's very smart. And I see how she's able to manipulate an argument in the middle of an argument. Like she's able to play the victim at the right time and she's able to call you out on something or bring something up from the past that was like a little thing that she's able to make into a big thing. I mean, Kenya's really skilled at the housewifery. Really skilled at the housewifery. And that's why she's one of my favorites. Uh, but she ultimately does say that Sonia is not accomplished. And then she says she loves accomplished women, which. <laughs> She's like, I love you because you're accomplished. But like a couple of since there, what was it? A couple of moments earlier, she was like saying, Sonia's stupid. And now she's like, you're smart and accomplished. And that's why I like you. And so they make up. Uh, it ends with Kenya asking Sonia, did you get me a birthday cake? And Sonia says, no, I did not get you a birthday cake. We find out at the end that Candy and Marlo, it seemed like the episode was over, didn't it? And then all of a sudden they gave us this like, added thing. It was like a bonus scene or something where it was like Candy and Marlo make up over KFC at the airport, which was so strange because I thought it was like a coming attraction for next week. And then they were like, nope, we're just going to give you this little airport tidbit, like a post credit scene. And then like we're Marvel or something, which by the way, did anyone watch that She-Hulk show? I watch, I don't even watch the Marvel shows and somehow I was watching She-Hulk and I was kind of into it. I was kind of into it. I don't even know why I was into it. 
I mean, what was she? I don't even know what happened. I can't even tell you. I can't recap it for you because I'm not even sure what happened. But I do know that I enjoyed it a little bit with a glass of wine. It felt good. So if you're looking for something to watch, I'm not sure that it was good. But pour yourself a tall glass of Pinot Gris and you got yourself a night. So there you go. Um, next time on the show, Sheree is not paying her models. Kenya yells at her. She's like, you got to pay your models. We also have no pieces for the fashion show. Marlo and Kenya have a joint birthday party. Apollo shows up. Apollo shows up. Girl. <gasps> I'm alive. And so are you. They tried to make it all ominous. Like, Sheree's hiring this guy to model, and, like, we don't know who it is, and they don't show his face and everything, but it's definitely Apollo, because I think we saw Apollo in the trailer for the season earlier this year. And I know that it's Apollo. I mean, I don't know how I know, but I, I can tell. I Maybe it's my sixth Bravo sense. You know, sometimes we develop these things when we watch so much of this Bravo TV. I feel like I know things uh, before they happen. And it's not always because somebody tells me that they happen. It's because of my sixth sense. So my sixth Bravo sense is definitely telling me it's Apollo. Although they might have actually told us it was Apollo in the trailer. I can't recall. But the point is Apollo's showing up. And I think this is another way we're getting Phaedra back on stream because it's clear to me that they want Phaedra back in some capacity. And I kept saying I still think she's going to go over to Dubai. But ultimately, I think she could come back to Atlanta. Maybe they, I mentioned Candy's got such an astronomical paycheck. Maybe they could decide to cut Candy and let her do the spinoffs and then bring Phaedra back. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I was also seeing Kenya was saying she would like Eva back. And I support that decision too, because on Ultimate Girls Trip, we got to see a different side of Eva. She was great on Ultimate Girls Trip. She was easy, breezy, beautiful. So I would like to see Eva back on the show. So I'm not sure where we go next season, but I think Phaedra's coming back in some capacity. Maybe they're just setting up for her to come back on either show. Maybe both shows. What if she does both? I don't know. But we know that Candy won't film with Phaedra. So maybe they will decide to cut Candy loose. I don't know. She's got the Escape spinoff coming. There's like another... It's some SWV escape show, which I will definitely watch because I like when Candy does escape specials. Oh, I love it. And I could get Matt. Matt was like a huge escape fan or still is. And so I can always get him to watch the spinoff. I hope that the spinoff's good. I'm excited for it. And do we know if Candy and the gang is coming back? Have they said anything about that, Bravo? What does my sixth sense tell me? It tells me it's not coming back. I don't know why. That's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like that show's not coming back. Not because I don't want it to, but just that's what my sixth sense is saying, because I feel like I haven't seen anything about it. And normally you'd see something, right? Some hints, some... But BravoCon is coming up, and we're going to get all sorts of stuff at BravoCon. I feel like they're going to reveal the New York cast at BravoCon. I feel like they're going to tell us more about the New York Legacy cast. I bet you they'll show us some trailers. It's coming up October 15th or something, uh, which I don't know if I'll be there or not yet. They haven't asked me to do any panels or anything, but I'm available, Bravo. Although I have been coming on this microphone and talking a lot of shit about them. <laughs> so maybe, so they probably will not hire me. Uh, but, yeah, say lovey, say lovey. I'm alive and so are you. Yeah! I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? 
Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. That's the end of the episode. Uh, I love you all so much for listening. We'll be back later this week with the Real House of Beverly Hills recap. What else happened in my life? I watched Top Gun finally. I finally went and saw Top Gun. I liked it. I liked it, although I do have some problems. Can I complain for a minute? You know, I've complained about Meg Ryan's career oftentimes on this podcast, and I do think that it was unacceptable that they did not have Meg Ryan back. And I know the filmmakers said, this is a spoiler. If you haven't seen Top Gun, turn off this podcast because it's over, and I just have to rant about this for a second. So if you haven't seen the new Top Gun Maverick and you want to, shut this off because I'm going to rant. So in the new movie Maverick, Meg Ryan and Anthony Edwards in the original Top Gun, they had the son. Now, this son in the new one is played by Miles Teller. And so in the new Top Gun, Tom Cruise trains all these young bucks, and it's like Glenn Powell, and it's Lawrence from Insecure, and it's Miles Teller. And so he's training all these young bucks, and they show Meg Ryan, a picture of Meg Ryan at the beginning, and then they show a little clip of the original of Meg Ryan's character, because she was in the original Top Gun, talking to Tom Cruise's character and saying that the guy died or whatever. They show like a clip from the original. Now, the fact that they did not have Meg Ryan back for this is so misogynistic because they did have Val Kilmer back from the original. They did have, of course, Tom Cruise back. And the filmmakers said they didn't, they wanted it to be about the new people. And I get that. But then you also had all these other people back. And I just feel like the women never get to participate in these things. The female characters are always disregarded so rapidly in favor of the men. And Meg Ryan is the best. And I wish they would have her back. And I made the mistake. I went on Twitter because I was so upset about this. So pissed because, you know, I love my Meg. So I go on Twitter and I type in Meg Ryan Top Gun or something like that. And I just search because I want to see what the people are, what the streets are saying. Because <laughs> I was so livid about it. I was like, there's got to be other people in the world. Let me find my tribe. So I typed it into Twitter. And all these tweets came up. And when I tell you my blood was boiling, my blood was boiling. And I don't usually get too upset about the internet. You know, I try to take everything in stride. Occasionally, you know, I come on here and I complain about some DMs people send me. But for the most part, 99% of people are so wonderful on the internet. And I love it because I get to communicate with all you guys listening. And I feel like we all have a bond. And so I like when I get to chat with everybody and we get to talk about these things that we love, that we don't love. Anyway, so I'm thinking I'm going to find my tribe of people who are pissed about the Meg Ryan thing. Well, instead, I find all these people on Twitter who are just saying the worst things about my Meg. And I was livid. They were saying things like, oh, of course she's not back because of her face. And you know, I have a big problem with the way that people talk about her plastic surgery because it was in every tabloid, every magazine back in the day. In the early 2000s, when she was just aging naturally as a woman and decided the pressures of Hollywood got to her a little bit and she decided to do a little filler, a little lip plump or whatever she wanted to do with her own fucking body, which nowadays is the norm. Nowadays, that's what every woman does. And it's what every man does. We even saw Joe Jonas is doing an ad for filler now. Okay, so now it's more socially acceptable. But when she was doing it, everyone acted like she made her face look like some Picasso painting. When in actuality, if you go back and look at a photo from her from 2008, she didn't look bad at all. She looked completely normal, especially compared to today's standards. When everyone's got the plumped up lips and the face and the eyebrows to the gods and the high heavens, Meg Ryan looked subtle. And yet the narrative of Meg Ryan's face back then became with every tabloid and every TMZ and all these places, the, the narrative became that she had fucked up her face. Go back and look, and she did not. And yet still people are running with that narrative. And do you know what it would be like to have to age in Hollywood as America's sweetheart, the girl next door who was also the romantic love interest for all these iconic rom-coms like You've Got Male Sleepless in Seattle and countless others? Do you know what that must have been like? And then added on the uh, pressures of normal aging for a woman in this day and age, in this today's society? How are women supposed to look? What is the blueprint for how women are supposed to age? Are they supposed to get too long of hair and they look like they're trying to be young? Too short of hair, they look dowdy. If they don't dye their hair, they let it go. If they keep their hair gray, uh, they've let it go. If they dye their hair too much, they're holding on too much to their youth. There's no winning with women in aging, let alone in Hollywood when every uh, everything you get in your face is completely analyzed and examined and critiqued. 
It's disgusting to me. So don't, if you're someone like me who is upset that Meg was not in the Maverick movie, do not hop on Twitter because you will get enraged. You will get enraged. And I just think we need to change this narrative. I've been saying this for years now. We need to change this narrative that something Meg did with her face is why she shouldn't work anymore. Because go and look at it. She looks fine. She looks beautiful, in fact. And I'm just sick of people saying this. And let people do whatever the fuck they want with their bodies. If they want to get filler, if they want to get plastic surgery, let them fucking do it. And let's stop talking about the people's plastic surgery. I mean, I'm sick of it. I'm sorry. I just lost it a little bit. We might have to edit some of this out because <laughs> <we might, laughs> I might sound too unhinged. Sorry. I'm alive and so are you. Anyway, I love my Meg. I did love the movie, though. It was great. I mean, I said all this shit, but by the end of it, when that Lady Gaga song comes on and she's singing Hold My Hand, oh, I love that song. It's such a gorgeous ballad. It reminds me of something that would have been made in the 90s, that Lady Gaga ballad where it's like Hold My Hand. It sounds like a Diane Warren movie or or song that would have been in Armageddon or something. Like, that's what I miss in the movie theaters, which, by the way, I was just tweeting this, too. We need more silly movies in movie theaters because I just rewatched that movie Dodgeball with Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn and Christine Taylor. And although... not all of it aged great. It was so silly. And just the fact that Rip Torn comes in there in a wheelchair and starts throwing wrenches at the other characters. I mean, it's completely insane, but it's so silly. And I think we need more silly movies, just in general. Barb and Star came out a couple years ago or last year, and it was so silly and fun. And I feel like we need those silly, fun laughs again. So that's what I'm leaving you all with. Let's take a deep breath in. We need to do our cool down because I've got so worked up about this whole Meg Ryan thing. I just love her so much. I just love her. I'm sorry to get so worked up about it, but I just, I do feel like she's given us so much and I just don't like the way she's been treated by everybody in the media. And I know that we're all sort of part of the media now. I mean, with social media, we've all got our voices amplified and we've got places and outlets to say how we feel and how we feel about someone's looks. And I know we all make mistakes and I'm sure on this podcast and beyond, I've certainly done mistakes and made mistakes and talked about people's looks, men, women, whoever. And I'm not proud of that. We we grow and we learn. But I've just never liked that she's been so tied to that narrative for so long and for so many years. And I don't think it's a fair narrative for her. And I just don't think it's um, accurate. And I'm ready for us to move on from it. Anyway, let's all take a deep breath in. Whew. I've gotten a lot off my chest. Hold it. <laughs> I mean, you guys are probably like, Danny went fucking nuts this week. Sorry. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Trashy hooker. Okay, 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 okay. (laughs) Breathe out. Here I just went on this whole diatribe, and yet we are on this podcast talking about The Real Housewives, which is really... I mean, it's not always the best portrayal of people in media and women in media, and, and, you know, there's things that aren't perfect about it, but ultimately, it is an outlet for us, and um, we're allowed to have different sides of ourselves. So go forth this week and celebrate your different sides <laughs> and know that I love you and uh, stay safe and stay healthy. And yeah, love you. Bye-bye. I'm alive.